In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. Again, a very warm and loving welcome to everybody on this really beautiful morning. It's my, it's my final Sunday with you all, and I, and I thank you for, for welcoming me into your, into your wonderful hospitality. And Alice is at the back there, and Alice has been a real star. Thank you, Alice. You guys have been really wonderful, and I'll, I'll never forget you, and uh, never forget the time that I've been able to, to spend with you all just for this last month. And um, maybe the day will come again when, when I can join you for, for a short while. Now, Alison Matthew's son, Preston, he's uh, sitting over, where is he? He's sitting over there somewhere. He and his uh, school friends had, uh, had been writing tests and exams. And uh, I'm sure some of your, your children or grandchildren have also been writing tests and exams before, before the summer break. And I don't know whether it's pure coincidence, but did you notice that, that all the readings set for this morning that, there, that there's evidence that maybe a summer break was imminent and God is testing his people before they go on vacation. Did you notice that by any chance? All those, all those readings, all the lessons. <laughs> and certainly David, you remember in the psalm, he begins, he's in a state of anguish and stress. How long, O Lord, will you, will you forget me forever? How long must I wrestle with my thoughts and every day have sorrow in my heart? How long will my enemy triumph over me? Give light to my eyes or I will sleep in death. It sounds like some of the some of these kids are preparing for exams, isn't that right? <laughs> but you know, God was, God was testing David and, uh, and, and certainly almost to breaking point, causing David to bitterly complain. And then God must have filled David with love and assurance and David can breathe a sigh of relief when he says, I trust in your unfailing love, Lord. My heart rejoices in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord, for he has been good to me. And so after the stress of testing, there comes a time of peace and joy and gratitude for David. In our New Testament reading of Romans, Paul, that, Paul, that greatest of missionaries and apostles of Jesus Christ's ask some very, very difficult test questions. Are we able to turn away from, from our evil desires and slaves to sin that would lead us to death? Are we capable of turning to obedience, which would lead us to righteousness? And have we obeyed the teaching which was entrusted to us? Are we able to accept that greatest of all gifts, that gift of grace that gives us eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Or, dear friends, are we going to continue wallowing, in Paul's words, wallowing in wickedness? For as the reading tells us, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Significant, profound questions that Paul is asking, certainly of the people of his day, to the people who, who lived in Rome at the time, and asking questions for us today. And as individuals, we need to, to answer them also, those questions. We need to answer them virtually every day of our lives. Are we prepared to turn away? Are we prepared to take on a new willingness to, to live in righteousness and doing what God wants us to do? 
what did you think of the Old Testament reading this morning? What did you think of that? And uh, since surely Abraham was severely tested by God. In, uh, in fact, the, the heading in my NIV Bible, I, used, I normally use the, national, uh, national, uh, the New International Version, says, the heading says, Abraham tested. Abraham was tested. Now, I'm not going to reread the text, but I want to remind us of certain verses that I believe clearly demonstrated Abraham's response to his testing by God. Responses that would surely encourage and motivate and help all of us as we also endure times of testing in our lives. And I'm sure that each and every one of us here this morning has at certain times of our lives been severely tested and tried by the Lord. Chapter 22, verse 1 of Genesis says, Sometime later, God tested Abraham. And he said to him, Abraham, here I am, Abraham replied. Here I am. You see, Abraham had been listening and heard God calling him. Abraham had been listening and, and answered the Lord. And likewise, we need to be expectant and listening for God's call to us. Always ready to hear God speaking to us in any situation. And that takes, that takes effort. So that we, in any situation, need to be saying and hearing is God talking to me in this situation? Am I listening to him? As Abraham did. Verse 2. Take your son, says God. Take your son whom you love and sacrifice him. <laughs> Can you imagine hearing those words? Take your son whom you love and sacrifice him. On one of the mountains I will show you. And so early the next morning, Abraham saddled his donkey and set out for the place God had told him about. Abraham did what he was told because he was totally obedient to God's will and purpose. Just as we are to be totally obedient to God's will and purpose for us. And we can only be obedient to God's will and purpose for us if we listen to God speaking to us. Abraham was obedient just as we are to be obedient. Verses 7 and 8. Isaac now speaks up. Father, the fire and wood are here, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? And Abraham answered, God himself will provide the lamb, my son. God himself will provide the lamb. And so Abraham is saying to us that he totally relied on God. He had listened to God speaking to him. He was obedient to God, and now he relied on God to provide the solution. He knew, I mean, right in the beginning of that section, Abraham said to, to Sarah, we will, we will be coming back. We will be coming back. And so he relied on God providing a solution. How often do we come to God in prayer and asking God for guidance in all sorts of things, asking God for help, asking God for the, for the things that we need, asking God to help other people? We pray for other people in this church. And then, after we've prayed those prayers, asking God's help and, 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 and blessing and guidance, and then we don't rely on God honoring our prayer. How often have we said, God helps those who help themselves? Remember, God helps us. Have we always said that? You know, if we are only helping ourselves, 
We don't need God's help in our lives. And if we say that we help ourselves first, God is going to hear what we say. And he will, will not be helping. And so we need, to, we need to learn that we can fully rely on God in every situation. Let go and let God. Now at Bible study the other morning, Kay reminded me of a little story. That, uh, and it's an old joke. And I'm sure that, uh, that we've all he heard it before. Where this, uh, where this guy falls down falls down the cliff and uh, and he's falling down the cliff and uh, and suddenly there was a sapling hanging out of the cliff and he grabbed onto the small sapling and he cried out help help me oh god somebody help me and so god spoke to him i am here i will save you you called me let go and i will save you and there was a long silence and then the man cried out is there anybody else up there <laughs> brothers and sisters we've got to learn to fully rely on God in our times of need and indeed at all times in suffering and, and, and when we're suffering and going through those tough times of, of our lives we pray to the Lord and we know and we must know deep down that we can rely on God to answer our prayer and then of course in verse 10 we know that Abraham took the knife and was about to sacrifice Isaac on the altar when the angel of the Lord stopped him. For God now knew that Abraham feared, feared God. Now knew. And so God stopped him. And verse 13 tells us that Abraham looked up and saw a ram offered and offered the ram as a burnt offering to God. And Abraham called that place, the Lord will provide. The Lord will provide. And certainly the Lord did provide that ram. And when we look back over our lives, we see clearly where the Lord has provided for us and will continue to do so for all our lives. And we can always trust God to provide our needs. And I think that's the message that I really want to get through to everybody this morning, that we can rely on God. If we are going through tough times, we need to call on the Lord and ask Him for His help, and we can, we can trust that the Lord will help us and provide our needs. The story of Abraham's testing ends, and it wasn't part of our reading this morning, but it ends with those beautiful words from verse 17. I will surely bless you. These are the Lord's words. I will surely bless you and make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as the sand on the seashore. And through your offspring, all nations on earth will be blessed, will be blessed because you have obeyed me, says the Lord to Abraham says the Lord to each and every one of us here this morning. Now, fast forward a few thousand years from the time of Genesis to our gospel reading this morning, where Jesus was about to send the 12 disciples into the mission field, where they would endure hardships and suffering and striving to, to encourage and, and to motivate them. Jesus tells them that he who receives you receives me and who and he who receives me receives the one who sent me so anybody who received the disciples would be receiving jesus and would be receiving the lord the father god in with them as well and so that is the testing that was the testing for the disciples then from jesus and it's the testing for each and every one of us today are we prepared to reach out to those who come in the name of the lord loving 
And you know, let's face facts, dear friends, loving and caring for those who love us is very easy to do. It's very easy to love people and care for people who love us. Loving and caring for Christian brothers and sisters in our local parish church is easy. Loving and caring for the stranger in our midst is very, very difficult. But Jesus tells us, if anyone gives even a cup of cold water to one of these, can you imagine Jesus saying that to his disciples and using that sort of everyday language? If anyone gives even a cup of cold water to one of these, I tell you the truth, he will certainly not lose his reward. That's the test for each one of us this challenging morning. I want to end by sharing a little story that I have. And it goes like this. An elderly lady was walking home one afternoon, and when she arrived, she noticed a mail had been placed in her letterbox. Apart from the usual bills, etc., she, she noticed a handwritten envelope. Not recognizing the writing, she opened the envelope and, uh, and, and to find a letter from Jesus. And this is what this letter said. Dear Mary, is anybody named Mary here by any chance this morning? No Marys. Okay, so I can use the word Mary. <laughs> right. Dear Mary, I'm in your neighborhood. I would love to come to dinner tomorrow evening. Signed, Jesus. I want to come and have dinner with you, says Jesus to Mary. Oh dear. <laughs> Mary starts stressing and wonders what she could prepare for Jesus. She spent a sleepless night planning a menu and the ingredients that she needed to buy. And the next day, this old pensioner lady walked the grocery stores getting together what she believed would make a, a wonderful meal for Jesus. And she was excited because, and also very nervous, after all, Jesus was coming to dinner. Can you imagine if Jesus was coming to dinner with us yet tonight? And on the way, on the way home, and she was, she was obviously nervous and so on, but on the way home, carrying her bag of groceries, she was stopped by a homeless man, dressed in rags, unshaven, and looking like someone who hadn't had a decent meal or a shower for quite some time. Please, ma'am, could you help me? I'm desperately hungry, and I need something to eat. Oh, dear. I'm so sorry. I can't help you. I've just bought enough food for myself and for my guest tonight. Did you know that Jesus is coming to dinner? I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I cannot, I just cannot help you. And so the poor hungry man turned and walked away. And the old lady continued walking. But some way down the road, she suddenly stopped and walked back to where the man was. I'm sure that I may have something at home to feed Jesus tonight. Here, take this bag of food and, and, and enjoy a decent ma a meal. And on the way home, all the way home, she wondered what she now could do to feed Jesus. And arriving at her front gate, she saw that there was some more mail, that more mail had arrived. And this time she recognized Jesus' handwriting and quickly opened the letter. And she read, Dear Mary, I am so sorry, I won't be able to come to dinner tonight. But Mary, thank you. Thank you for the wonderful meal you gave me this afternoon. Signed, Jesus. Dear friends, 
may the Holy Spirit of God living in us continue to challenge us and that we may respond to God's tests with obedience, relying on God, knowing that God will provide our needs, that we may continue to grow into holiness, joy, and God's unending grace. And so may our Lord bless us all on this beautiful morning as we strive to serve him in all that we do as Christians until, until that day comes when we stand in front of the Lord and give an account of our lives, give an account of our lives, and we will hear him say to us, well done, good and faithful servants, well done. Come into my kingdom. Come into my kingdom. Bless you all, and may the Lord, yeah, just love us and love each other. Bless you. Amen.